Zilch. I'm your host, Trev Montavon. Today we are joined by Adensi. She is an interesting woman. She, um, I met her online and she lives down here in the Tampa St. Pete area. And um, I thought she'd be a perfect guest for our show. So without further ado, Adensi, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Adensi? How did she get here? And um, where we can find you online. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Business, I'm really excited to be here. Um, yeah, I am, came down to Florida about three years ago, and I've been down in the kind of St. Pete, Gulfport area now for a while. And what I'm doing at the moment is I call myself a conscious community creator, so I love to bring conscious community together. I love to bring like-minded people together that want to grow spiritually and just through self-growth and transformation. And um, yeah, so right now I have just started a community called the Traveling Solsterhood, and that is all about bringing women together that love to travel for the purposes of self-growth and spiritual growth. And then I just recently co-founded the Radiant St. Pete Sisterhood. And so that's a local St. Pete group. And we have regular meetups where we just get together, walk and talk, or have a picnic in the park. And then we also have larger events that are open to anyone. Doesn't matter if you identify as a sister or not or whatnot, they're open to everybody. And uh, we actually have one on June 24th is our next one in Gulfport. And yeah, that's just a community of women that we're just there to support each other, grow together, be in the spiritual world together, self-growth world, and yeah. Very cool. So uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to this point. Yeah, so let's see. I became interested in self-growth and personal transformation sort of knowledge probably six or so years ago um, I just started really wanting to go down the entrepreneur path I wanted to start trying to learn how to build my own business work online all those things so I started getting into personal improvement following all the people you know a lot of masculine you know Tony Robbins Brenda Burchard those sort of people for quite a while and then a couple years after that I um, had a spiritual awakening so that was a very deep experience that just like shot me into spiritual growth. I started exploring all things. <laughs> I didn't have one niche or anything. It was just like, I want to learn anything in yeah. the more like spiritual world. So I just started exploring and then I started to find community. I wanted to find community right away because I didn't have anybody around me that I could relate to and I felt a little bit crazy at the time because my spiritual awakening shot me into this very like high kind of very open crown state I guess you could say yeah. um, and so I felt a little crazy <laughs> and I'm like I need people to talk to so I started finding community going to like conscious events um, and from there it's just been a huge journey of just more personal growth. I feel like spiritual growth is personal growth, you know. Totally. Um, 
so it's just been a journey from then and then stepping into my gifts and my knowledge and everything I've been learning along the way which I'm now just starting to share with other people and have the confidence to share with other people so yeah um so maybe you could tell us a little bit about like how you grounded yourself um from that like super open crown state like to more of like a being able to you know what I mean like yeah um first the first step was just like finding people I could talk to I literally um (laughs) I literally pulled aside a, a a yoga teacher at one point that I just like resonated with and had been to a couple of her classes and I was like can I talk to you after class like I didn't know her super well but I'm like I got to talk to somebody and so we talked after class and she helped to you know she was like you're not crazy like and just really helped yeah to kind of like ground me and reassure me that everything was okay and then yeah just meeting more and more people that were like me just helped me be like okay I'm not crazy other people you know have um, thoughts like this and slowly I started just kind of come back to more of like my body and this human existence and being in this human existence and how can I um, have the best human existence and also inspire others so biggest thing I think was just really connecting with other people so did you have the the spiritual awakening before you moved down to St. Pete or after after okay mm-hmm. it's a good place to have it yes yeah. yeah oh for sure and there's so many there's so many people down here that are so open-minded there's yeah. so many different community communities that are you know more spiritual and self-growth aligned and yeah so where are you from from Iowa I'm from Illinois so not quite as much of that stuff going on in Iowa. Right, yeah. I wasn't, I definitely was not raised around a spiritual, non-religious community, which yeah. is, you know, what I identify sure. with now. I would say I don't identify with a specific religion. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a small community? In Iowa? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Smaller. We are, I don't know what size our church was, but yeah, smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I grew up, I went to high school in a town of like 2,500 people, so it was pretty small. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was, it was rough just because there wasn't a lot of this going on. So I, yeah, it, it was, this was a good move for me because mm-hmm. uh, I started to have a spiritual awakening years and years ago and and like I kind of had to stuff it down kind of just because it was not it didn't fit in you know so that was like it was like a series of like stuffing it down and then it wants to come back and then you gotta stuff it down again and then it wants to come back and Mm -hmm. eventually I was like I can't keep doing that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. it's exhausting (laughs) um so as far as uh the conscious community um, what got you into that? Like, how, what made you want to start doing that? Yeah, so part of it actually was just attending events. I realized how impactful these events had been in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first events that I volunteered at is called Solilina Tantric Shamanic Festival over in Homestead. Uh, it, it, it's amazing. That's the first event I really went like deep into and it was just being around that community 
I mean, that event like literally changed my life because it was the first time I was around community that was so aligned and so non-judgmental and everybody was just, you know, it feels like everybody's just themselves. Like yeah. everybody's just themselves, everybody's cool. Like um, that event completely changed my life. And um, from then I realized, oh, maybe I want to step into creating events. So last year I actually stepped into, I called myself a conscious event planner. So I did that for about a year and I would plan events, be like the event coordinator behind the scenes that would put everything together and then someone else would facil facilitate the event. Because um, at that point in time, I didn't have the confidence to like share what I was, I mean, it just wasn't my time sure. to be the person sharing yeah. or guiding. And so, and now within the last couple months, I've broke through so, I've, well, I've learned so much and I broke through so many um, limiting beliefs and so much self-sabotage and have realized that I feel so strongly pulled to start sharing my own wisdom. So it happened supernaturally that um, the woman that I, Kirsten, that I co-founded the Radiant St. Pete Sisterhood, like it just happened so naturally. I honestly can't even remember because yeah. I feel like it just showed up with us um, to start that community. And um, yeah, and then the traveling soulsterhood, that is, I just really leaned into what would be my soul expression. What would be my dream life? Like what would be just like the most amazing kind of passion job that I could have? And that's yeah. the travel, what, the, what the traveling soulstrip has been shaped into. Um, but yeah, just putting events together, bringing people together to that are like, like-minded and creating that safe space to like grow, cry, laugh, you yeah. know, have fun or whatever. Um, it's, it's amazing. So you said it happened pretty naturally. Can you think of anything that you did to kind of break through some of those barriers or it just, I mean, do you think it was just, it was time because you had spent enough time learning about this stuff and and it was just you were just ready or is there anything that you can think of in particular that kind of prepared you for um, being able to step into that more like in-person leadership role yeah I mean it's been I feel like just years of learning and um, working with different people I don't really Feel like I don't really stay with one person very long that I'm you know learning from I just kind of follow my intuition and learn from a bunch of different people and um, I would say I, I, I started to feel a pull like more recently within the last few months of just like my my heart my soul feels pulled to start sharing more yeah. but like you know fear would come up or like I'm, I, thoughts like I'm not wise enough. I'm not like I'm only 29. Like who am I to share my stuff with other people? Um, and yeah, it was just like a slow process. I feel like of going through some harder times and being like, I I'm here. Just like reframing my thoughts. Like I am here to live full out. I'm here to follow my heart. I'm here to serve other people. I'm here to step into my gifts. I'm not freaking here to play small. Like I'm here to live in as much alignment as I can. And um, 
yeah, it was definitely a process. And then also just kind of the Regent St. Pete Sisterhood showed up and Kirsten offered me to co-guide in, you know, our first event together. And I was like, okay, like this, the opportunities are showing, like, for example, the podcast with you, opportunities are just showing up yeah. for me that are like, step in, step in, step yeah. in. So here I am. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. Um, so maybe tell us a little about because this sounds super interesting the, the traveling thing like uh, do you have any um, like trips lined up yet or do you have like what is some of the stuff that you're thinking about doing yeah so the traveling sisterhood right now I'd say I'm a little bit more focused on the Radiant St. Pete sisterhood um, the traveling sisterhood eventually we will have and this is worldwide it's not just a local community um, we'll have meetups i actually see it as a worldwide network is my vision mm-hmm. um to bring people together you know people can meet online i have a whole you know website to bring everybody together and um eventually i will be hosting retreats international retreats every other month is my goal um actually i'm trying to plan my goal is to have my first one december of this year in tulum so cool. yes very cool. So we'll speak it into existence, right? So is it going to be exclusively for the ladies? Um, I'm not fully, dis- at this point, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone yeah. will come up with a male version of what you've done. Yeah, or I might eventually, you know, open up and have, you know, male events too, or sure. just whoever, you yeah. know, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um... So, did you, I guess, did you deal with, like, some depression, like, previous to your spiritual awakening? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, um, last year, it might have been, not last year, but the year before, so a couple years ago, um, I was in just like a super low of not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. I wasn't sure like what I was passionate about yet. Yes, that's right. Because it was, I did have depression, like some sort of form of depression before, yeah, my spiritual awakening. Um, and I was at like such a low, like I just felt sad every day. I was like, what, what am I supposed to be doing? I wasn't fulfilled. I was like trying random things, like ways to make money online, you know, I go into that rabbit hole and like you know affiliate marketing and like all these things and just like i'm just gonna try it but like nothing was exciting me um and yeah i just went into this like super low and that i feel like that super low actually is what caused the spiritual awakening and then from the spiritual awakening it's just been like (laughs) yeah so um like coming out of that depression like was there anything that you can think of in particular that did it just happen completely naturally or were there things that you had to start doing, changes you had to start making in your life in order to kind of facilitate that that rising out of that? Um, I, I think I was fortunate that it was kind of a natural progression, I feel like, after the spiritual awakening. I mean, there was still kind of some weird depression too within the spiritual awakening where I was you know where I felt a little crazy and didn't have anybody you know around me yeah um but 
feel like it was kind of a natural progression of coming out of it and surrounding myself with like-minded people. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, like, you think changes in diet might have helped? Hmm. Okay, I guess one other question for you. Did the, was the awakening, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but was the awakening somewhat facilitated by any kind of plant medicine or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Mm, I've had an edible, yeah. Of uh, uh, weed? Mm-hmm. That facilitated it? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, good thing you didn't do ayahuasca. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> That's one thing, I've actually never felt, for, I feel like one thing that in my spiritual journey that's maybe a little different from all people is I don't feel very I very much follow my intuition Mm -hmm. I don't feel pulled to you know plant medicines really you know maybe a random edible every once in a while but I don't feel pulled to go try all these things you know plant medicine is very very um, heavy or we used a lot in the spiritual community Mm -hmm. and just for my personal and I'm not Definitely not against it by yeah. any means at all whatsoever. Just talking about my personal journey, I haven't felt super pulled to that. Sure. Mm-hmm. How about meditation? Yeah, meditation. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After my spiritual awakening, yeah, I definitely started meditating more. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like, because this has been my experience, is with the spiritual awakening, I feel like it's almost like the brain is like an antenna, right? Mm-hmm. And it's picking up signals. And part of the spiritual awakening is it's like it opened up to a whole bunch of new channels. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a TV antenna, like a whole bunch of new channels, and it's a lot of information coming in at once. Yeah. And that's why it kind of feels a little bit off. And so, um, in my experience, meditation has helped a lot to start to integrate some of that information that's coming in and almost like organizing it mm-hmm. so it's not just swirling around inside your head. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do you uh, have like a specific type of meditation that you like to do? Um, I wouldn't say I have a specific type. Um, I do learn a lot from the Mind Valley. If you have you heard of Mind Valley? I think so. Um, it's um, basically you can download it on your phone. It's a subscription, but um, so I go through their programs almost every day. I go, you know, I'm working on some sort of program. And they have a lot of meditations that I go through, and but I love doing. You know, there's more passive meditations, which are just kind of like trying to be more in that like silent, silent and quiet space, and more active meditations. And I absolutely love active meditations yeah. where it's like I'm putting intention into manifesting my goals, like or affirmations, and um, using meditation in that way. Nice, mm. mind belly. Yeah, cool. yeah, highly recommend. Yeah. <laughs> I do transcendental meditation. You ever oh, heard of that? Yeah, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has, has helped me so much over the years. It was like, I can't, if I could draw a graph of when I was consistent with it, and then I, when I kind of fell off the consistency, there's like a direct link to happiness, yeah. like, you know, success and things working out. Like, I mean, <clears throat> like a really strong correlation. Cool, that's like, amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I started doing it twice a day again. I don't know why I ever stopped, but I started doing it twice a day again uh, in like January of this year, and we wouldn't be doing this podcast had I not. There's just no way, 100%. That's crazy. Um, 
So, um, what else? What other questions do I have? Anything you want to share, feel free. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I'd love to share about what I've, has kind of come, what I've been pulled to share about is, you know, topics around empowerment and authenticity yeah. and basically creating your dream life. So I love to share about like, you know, we can create our dream reality and also, you know, the steps to drop into authenticity and, be, you know, being empowered. I mean, it's all related. Mm-hmm. It's all interconnected. Um, but yeah. So as far as like empowerment goes, what are some of the things that you kind of like to I guess you say teach about it because I've seen more of your posts recently uh, on some of this stuff and I really resonate with a lot of it like today we messaged each other about um, like you don't have to be the hamster on the wheel like it, that's not the only way that you can um, and you don't have to feel guilty about when you get off the wheel for a minute yeah yeah you want to expand on that a little bit or yeah so basically the um, quote that I shared from someone else I can't remember it was basically saying that um, it's a trauma response to have to feel busy all of the time and um, yeah so getting off the hamster wheel like I so a huge part of empowerment and what I love to speak about is like you have to tune in to what is you what is you like to the core like especially you know especially in the self-development world and spiritual we're taking in information from other people all the time but it's no matter what just like the whole purpose of your podcast you know we have to tune into ourselves like we are our own guide we know ourselves best we have to get to know ourselves best um so it's tuning into what serves you what is like fully deeply aligned with you to the core and doing that um so yeah like being busy all the time for me that is not aligned with me and i actually it took me a while to actually embrace getting out of the masculine nine to five work week um and like when I was trying to become like go down the entrepreneur path I would still make myself feel so guilty yeah. for not like hustling and this and that mm-hmm. you know all the time and now I've stepped into embracing like a more feminine work week I would say you know where I take half the day to take care of myself like until about one o'clock and then uh, work for a few hours in the afternoon and I'm done and it flows every day you know if I have an event coming up obviously there's a little more work time going in so it flows and shifts but yeah I had to just step into what is aligned with me and yeah. get out of that busy busy hustle for sure yeah I it's been like a journey for me to get out of that um I finally found something that is like working smarter and not harder uh, and like in the tax credit business because um, it's I think it's um, I think it might be a little more difficult for men to step out of that that whole thing and I mean um, a lot of a man's worth you know is kind of tied to his net worth mm-hmm. in a lot of ways you know in the dating world and just the society in general so it's tough to like um, for a man to, I think, if he's got a job that he's making good money in, to, 
to transition out of that and find something that you're also making good money and where you're not having to, like if you want to go start your own business, like a restaurant, you can't leave your job where you're making, you know, $150,000, $200,000 a year and start a restaurant working, starting at one o'clock in the afternoon. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not judging you. Like I, I totally, I think that men and women are different in a lot of ways and, and everybody's different, but I mean, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a journey to figure that out, and like, especially I think for men, it's like, it's like you really feel guilty for not like if you're not working sixty hours a week, you know what I mean? Like, no, that's what a man does. That's how he puts food on the table. That's how he builds wealth. That's how he you know has something to hand over to his kids someday. You know, all that kind of stuff. That's how he's more viable in the dating world, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing to look at. Um, so, uh, Can I just add something? Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say, and that's another two, another part, too, about, like, becoming empowered and creating our, you know, dream, creating our dreams and bringing them into reality is also taking off, like, really taking off, like, those cultural layers. Like, it takes, it takes it's, it's freaking hard but it takes time but it's like peeling off like what did I learn as a child what did I see as a child you know is that are those patterns is that serving me what have I learned from culture you know what's been pushed on me from um you know the societal norms like are those serving me and like just again just really to getting down yourself. to what is in my authentic core what's sure. serving yeah one, taking off all those layers yeah one thing that I found useful is looking in the mirror and talking to yourself in the mirror and like you're like getting in touch with yourself and they say you know the, the, the eyes are the window to the soul and I feel like when you're looking at yourself in the mirror right in your own eyes it's powerful oh absolutely you know? yeah um it's one recommend, recommendation a big recommendation I made to people who are going through depression is that like if you can look at yourself in the mirror and it might not happen overnight it might not be the first time you try it but like consistently doing it where like you tell yourself i love you i love you unconditionally i have compassion for you i know you're going through a tough time right now and i just want you to know that i love you and i'm, I'm with you you know yeah. because like a lot of times with depression like you feel isolated mm-hmm. you know so like a lot of the um speech you hear from people in a depression is I, me, my, myself, because you feel like you're in this little bubble and you're not connected to the rest of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah. I love, I actually just the other day, I put a little sticky note on my bathroom mirror, mirror and it says, I love you and I am enough. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then you just see it while you're brushing your teeth. Yeah. Say it to yourself, look yourself in the eye. Yeah. For sure. Good yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think, and, and that's like one thing with for men is like, they, it's, like saying that kind of stuff sounds like sis, like you sound like a sissy or like you know you're not like man up you know like that kind of mentality and um it's funny because like the Tao and i think i brought this up in a previous episode but the Tao Te Ching talks about how um the feminine energy is actually the more powerful and more creative of the two you know not that it's a contest but so a lot of these things are like having feminine like energy and uh, feminine like compassion for yourself as a man and there's a lot of power in that and like um, don't let society try to tell you that like 
it makes you weaker. It actually makes you stronger. Yeah. And it would make you a better partner. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, so. Absolutely. I was just sharing this with a friend the other day. We were talking about um, masculinity. And I said, like, to me, a man that can express his feelings, feel his feelings, communicate well, be in touch, you know, with his feminine as, you know, and there's different, every man's different, but, um, you know, that can communicate and feel and like be in that softer, you know, creativity and um, receiving, that is more attractive to me yeah. as a woman. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in, in my experience and just talking to other men and like seeing how things kind of play out in society and this Western American society, that's not like you are probably a little more rare as far as women go in, in, in the society that we're in right now. Um, and so that's like part of the thing is like, you know, men are told a lot of different things. And one of them is, you know, you, you want to appeal to as many women as you possibly can. Just that's like a biological instinct, right? So if the, the prevailing, <clears throat> like, what women are kind of looking for is not that, and they do kind of see it as a weakness. Like, I think a lot of women kind of say that they're, that that's what they want, mm-hmm. but the actions are what matter, you know? Yeah. And so it's it's tough for a man to like break out of that, that norm, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, because um, your dating pool is going to shrink. Yeah. It's just going to. Mm-hmm. But um, I think one, bit of advice that I would give is that it's quality over quantity. Like we're taught as men growing up in in American society that like quantity is where it's at, you know? Like you, it makes you more of a man, it makes you more whatever, you know, you're a conqueror kind of thing. And uh, so, yeah, genuine connection probably is a better long-term thing than I mean, maybe it's forever. It's everybody's different, but a lot of those like shallow connections tend to like leave you feeling whether you're a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so for sure. And one thing I've definitely learned and felt too, as I identify as more feminine, like as the feminine for the masculine, to let those you know emotions come up and for them to be more in touch with themselves as the feminine i we have to create this safe soft place for the masculine to land Mm -hmm. because a lot of women will become uh, they can be critical and kind of like oh it needs to be done this way or get your cash out now or you know whatever it is we, and when a, a, the masculine comes to us, you know, with this softer presence of inventory, we, you know, we, we have to create that soft place for them to land. Otherwise, that wall goes right back up. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I was, <clears throat> there was someone uh, that I, I respect, and he was talking about this not that long ago, that <clears throat> if you're having issues uh, in life, and, you know, particularly around, I think, emotions, um, that you, you shouldn't share. You should have men that you trust and you can confide in and talk to them about it don't come to your your partner your woman and talk to her about it because she doesn't want to deal with that you're just causing more trauma for her 
and you should find a way to either deal with deal with it yourself or deal with it with other men um, and that you should always be there anytime that she has anything that she you know needs to work through emotionally and not try to fix her which I do kind of agree with that because that's a pretty common thing that women don't want they don't necessarily want you to provide a solution they just want you to be present and listen and uh, which is tough for men <laughs> a lot of times but um, but yeah he said that and I I didn't really totally agree with that um, and it depends on the woman I guess you know partly but I think it is partly like I think some of the reason he says that is because it's it is I think more common for a woman to not really want to be bothered with that stuff you know what I mean it's it's seen as a weakness if he is coming to you with any of these kinds of issues he should be emotionally stable mentally stable there should be really pure 100% consistency all the time I make the joke and because I like to joke around about stuff I don't like to get too serious about all of it and uh, I make the joke that like you know it used to be people thought that like robots like if they got to the point where they're like borderline sentient but not totally and um, that like you know there was the you, I don't, you probably heard before like men would love that because they wouldn't have to deal with all the emotions of women you know yeah. and they would have someone to be intimate with or whatever you know mm-hmm. but I've made the joke that like it might be good for women too because if you're looking for something that is super emotionally stable and like doesn't have is very consistent a robot would be super consistent mm-hmm. I'm joking yeah. I don't I don't uh, yeah so. <laughs> yeah I mean we definitely we both have to like it, it's on both ends we and if you're with a partner you know for growth like you both have to be able to peel into your emotions and have space safe space for each other to feel those emotions and to communicate like yeah. you have to be able to communicate communicate well and have that you know that that layer that foundation that's like inviting each other to like we can go to each other for support mm-hmm. and like with our feelings that's incredibly important you get stronger yeah. by doing that mm-hmm. like the bond gets stronger um, and I think it also would, is helpful in becoming a parent. Yeah. You know, if you can like deal with the emotions, listen to the person and what they have to say, and you know, help them figure it out themselves rather than like, don't bother me with that crap right now. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Creating space for children is like it's been coming up a lot. I'm around a lot of people, like conscious people that have children, and the way they raise them is so beautiful and we have to you know allow children to have this creative space where it's like we're not shaming them we're not putting them in the corner we're allowing them to feel their emotions and we're there for them i'm i'm not a parent so i can't i just can't speak too much on that but the way that i've seen you know my conscious friends be around their kids it's like it's so beautiful and that child just becomes this like creative blossoming kid that's like feeling all their feelings and like empowered and it's beautiful and i'm i'm anxious to see like how those children grow up and like what kind of adults they become you know what i mean because emotional iq is so important it's so um like underrated it's becoming more like people are realizing how important it is Mm -hmm. Uh, a president has never been elected based on logic it's it's been emotions Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yeah yeah um so uh Oh, so are you familiar with human design? I meant to ask you this before we started the interview. But. I, um, yeah, I've heard of it. I know I'm a manifesting generator, but I haven't gone into it 
further than okay. that. So yeah. Okay. Just just because the reason that I thought of it is that um, I'm seeing more and more people using it to parent, mm. and because you see that energy blueprint, and I think I've explained this on past episodes, but human design, based on the time and location, day you were born, um, and then the location of the planets at that time based on your location on the, on the planet it basically it it's a energy imprint that you're born with and so I can't tell you to look into it but I highly recommend everyone to do it because I basically haven't met anyone yet that I look up there because I, I like doing this where I look up their design I send them a free 50 page report from Richard Beaumont's website and uh, I just I know like the skeleton of it all I don't I don't know the ins and outs and the channels and the gates too much but like I'll, <clears throat> I'll talk to people who aren't even really into astrology at all and we'll just be talking and and I'll bring it up and we'll look theirs up and I'll tell them a little bit about what I know about it and they're like whoa mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah look into it more because the more you read into it and realize like it's just metaphysics mm-hmm. I mean genuinely like they say millionaires study the markets billionaires study astrology um, I think J.P. Morgan has a quote from him because they know that the planets, it's their huge bodies. They obviously are having an impact on this planet that we're on. And um, and this human design is like seriously invaluable. Like that free 50-page report is worth, I don't even know if you could put a price on it if you really start to read it and like work on embodying it and realizing the, the strategies behind it, you know? Yeah, you need to look at yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. I meant to look yours up before we started this, just, but I forgot. Manifesting generator, that's all I know. <laughs> the, yeah, that's your type, so that goes into, um, like, your decision-making. Mm-hmm. So whether you're emotional authority or sacral authority um, the, will determine which energy center your decision-making should come from. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also you have your profile, which is, like, two numbers. The first number is your conscious side. The second number is your unconscious side. Actually, tomorrow, I totally forgot about this. Tomorrow, I have a woman coming on who is an expert in all this. And we're going to go into all this. Yeah, her name is Danielle Laura. She lives down here. Yeah, she did, like, um, if you know the source chiropractic yeah. in town. Um, so she did everyone's, she did a reading for everyone in on the staff and, like, helped them kind of get a head start on all of that, you know? Cool. Yeah, super interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what else can we talk about? So, um, what's some of the stuff that you're working on right now? I mean, you, you told me those two, those two different, um, events, uh, but like you're making posts. I see more and more about like today we talked about the hamster on the wheel thing. Is there anything else you can think of that you're currently working on? Yeah. Right now, um, it's just mainly focusing on those two communities and, um, like I said, we have our the Radiant, Radiant Safety Sisterhood. We have our next event June 24th, um, so you can find that um, on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. It's just the Radiant Safety Sisterhood or Instagram. Um, and, yeah, I'm starting to share a lot more. I was just starting to share my own um, things from my personal journey and whatnot. Um, Again, mainly relating to authenticity, self-empowerment, create, making your dream life a reality, and that those things you can find. Uh, best place is probably on Instagram under Adenzi Selena. So all together. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in the show notes. Cool. Um, but uh, if you don't mind, is yeah, that cool? yeah, okay. okay. Um, I don't have like a Joe Rogan following, so don't worry, you're not gonna get like bombarded. <laughs> with, um, so as far as like empowerment and authenticity, is there anything you want to share um, regarding that? Yeah. Um, I feel like. So I feel like a lot of people struggle with authenticity and that's something I've been talking a little bit about on my reels lately and it's been super powerful for me in my journey because going from you know feeling self-conscious like a lot of the time to now where I feel like truly in my authentic self I'd say upwards of 90% you know it's, it's an incredible feeling um, so that, that's something I'll be talking more about on my content, but, um, yeah, working to, I feel like within authenticity, you know, working to, again, it just go, it goes a lot back to like getting to know yourself to the core, honoring yourself to the core, it goes back to self love, like learning how to wholeheartedly love and be at peace with who you are yeah. too. Do you have any strategies that help people do that that you can think of yeah um so one thing that comes to mind is so like sometimes so like say for me i'll give a example of myself so i used to go to like say a party or like meet new people or something like that and um sometimes i would be like kind of more shy or quiet and i would go home and i would like replay the conversations in my head I'd be like oh my god like they probably think I'm so shy and you know all this stuff or like they probably think she's so quiet and I I would like replay this stuff in my head um and to be able to just honor where you're at like anything that you're maybe not too you know happy with about in your personality is like we have to like try to get to a point where it's like you just you're at peace with it Mm -hmm. you're at peace with it it's okay like it's not anything that's showing up that you maybe don't particularly enjoy about yourself right now it's literally just it's a lesson it's a teacher it's a teacher and it's going to shift and it's going to evolve and you have the power to shift that um that's been really big for me is just like being at peace and then not resisting not resisting where we're at because when we create resistance we amplify we amplify all that negativity what's going through our head those conversations we're mm-hmm. replaying we make we we amplify everything in our head and we become like our own worst enemy yeah. almost um so just trying to be at peace like those positive affirmations um just grounding in being at peace with who you are i can't say it enough like be at peace with who you are it's okay and it's going to shift and evolve and you have the power to change that one thing that like has helped me is like learning to like kind of fall in love with yourself. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. and um, part of the way that I've done that is uh, when I get critical of myself, I think about little me. Mm-hmm. And I love kids, so like this helps. Like I got little nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. and so um, but it helps because like I um, and part of the reason I love kids, I'm a five two. And that, that profile in, in human design tends to like get along with kids better than the other ones. But um, but yeah, like thinking about little me, 
three-year-old, four-year-old me, would I be so critical to that little right. guy? I wouldn't. So like, learn to have the same compassion for current me as I would for little me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah self-talk is so huge. So yeah. huge. In the mirror, I tell him. Mm-hmm. I really believe. And if you don't have a mirror, actually now with these smartphones, you can just you don't even have to record it. Just pull up the camera and look at yourself in the yeah. in the phone. Um, uh, and then one other thing that came up when you were saying that is uh, the Tao Te Ching. I, I'm going to reference this a lot in the in the podcast because I think it's so incredibly powerful. It's so simple, but so powerful. And one of the quotes, it's a very, it's probably the most quoted portion of the Tao. Um, it's the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Mm-hmm. But Derek Lin is he studied ancient Chinese. And he kind of has shown, he, he shows in his book with his um, interpretation, is, is um, he gives his like take on it at the end, you know, he has, and so uh, his take on that part, part, on that quote is actually, it's been misquoted, which is crazy. It's the most quoted one in the whole, in the whole Tao, and it's actually misquoted. It's not the journey of a thousand, if you understand ancient Chinese, and he studied it and went back to the earliest translations of this. And it's not the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. It's the journey of a thousand miles begins beneath the feet. So it's saying, like what you're saying, be okay with how things are right now. You can still have goals that you work towards, but the more and more you can be okay with the present moment and being like realizing the journey begins right here in this present moment, not with the first step. It's right here, right now that it's super helpful. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's yeah. another thing I like to speak about, like especially when I get more into like goal setting and manifesting and creating your dream life. It's like happiness, don't attach that to your future goals. The happiness is the now. And this yeah. is actually something I feel like I truly felt within me only within the last month. I actually just made a reel about it a couple of weeks ago where I'm like, and the real is something you know along like the journey is the destination the fulfillment is now the happiness is now there is um, nothing more that can make this moment um, we are already here we have already arrived I said something along that mm-hmm. in the real and it's like yeah the happiness is now when you can realize that the the journey is the destination it's in, in find happiness in your everyday like happiness is now yeah, yeah. that's so key yeah for sure and one thing that I used to, like the self-talk used to say to me, you know, that little shitty voice kind of thing, is uh, like, well, we should be able to be happy without doing all the meditation and all the stuff that you feel like you got to do all the time in order to make yourself happy. And that's really, like, I don't totally agree with that because, like, it takes work. You know what I mean? Like you can be, you can accept where you are right now, but like for you, for example, it's not like it, you just did nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to put in some effort and um, meditation helps a ton, but like find whatever works for you. And if you have that like negative self-talk, that's like, well, we should be able to be okay. Like without any of this stuff, that's, it's just, there's so many things in our environment in this in this society right now that is working against your happiness. Mm-hmm. And obviously, and I've mentioned this, I know in multiple episodes, and it's probably gonna be a broken record thing going on, but 
anti-depression anti-depressants anti-anxiety all that stuff it's I don't I, as far as I'm as far as I understand it it's continuing to increase the, the amount of the percentage of people taking it the yeah. number of prescriptions going out and depression is um, not comfortable but what I've learned from I mean I've, I've literally been depressed I would say right now at this point from like college to now I've spent more of my life, definitely more of my life, in a depression than not, mm-hmm. um, and it is very uncomfortable. But I didn't take medication, and I'm not saying don't take medication, mm-hmm. but it's not the only answer. It can help you get up on your feet, but the depression is there as a guidepost. It's saying like what you're doing is not what you're here to do, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it's your soul calling out, and it sucks that it. It's so uncomfortable, but if it was comfortable, we probably wouldn't change. Right. It's yeah. comfortable for uncomfortable for a reason. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That just reminds me of a quote I heard today. I think it. I think it was Esther Hicks that said it, and it was she said something along the lines of like when you're you're driving on the road, and you know there's those rumble strips on the side of the road, and um, you know if we if we don't listen to the rumble strips, it's gonna get more uncomfortable, and we're gonna flip. We don't listen to the rumble yeah. strips. We're gonna get an accident, flip off the road. Yep. So we have to listen to the little okay rumble strips to guide us back into the uh, you know on the straight the path. path. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think too, I do. I think it does get like at some point it does get easier where like you know you. I mean, it's never just gonna be easy all the time, but I think it does get easier in a sense where. It almost can feel like you're in a almost a constant state of meditation where it's like I don't have to actively be like I'm gonna go meditate um, I mean I'm not saying like it's like that all the time but you know I've had days where it almost just feels like I'm in a active like a constant state of meditation of this like of inner peace mm-hmm. like I feel like inner peace plays a really big role into okay. that um, so I do think it is possible to not have to be like, I have to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, you know, <laughs> to, to feel like healthy and happy today. But it, does, it absolutely takes work to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it is possible to kind of just be in this more like flow, inner peace state where it's, you, you need less things to be in that. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, um... I feel like that's a good place to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Adensi, I really appreciate you coming on Master of Zilch today. Um, and uh, I feel like our, our guests or our audience is going to get a lot out of this conversation. And I'm really um, looking forward to watching your progress and uh, checking out some of the stuff that you're working on. Um, and I'm really excited for you for the that traveling thing. That sounds super cool I, I definitely have wanted to travel I'm going to be traveling more and that's uh, a cool concept yes yeah. yeah 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 thank you for having me Evan. Yeah. it's been really fun yeah <laughs> for sure alright well um, let's spend another episode of Master Zilch thank you guys for tuning in and we will talk soon um, and just remember you are your own messiah I believe in you and you can do it Thank you.